Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of Believe in Saints is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Saints. I'm your host, David Grubb, alongside my co-host, Terrence Copper. And we are going into week four of the season. The Saints one and two crossing the pond to go play in London against the Minnesota Vikings this week. Two and one Minnesota Vikings. Uh, TC, the big news today as we get ready for this game is that it looks like Jameis Winston may not play. Um, you know, earlier this week, Dennis Allen said he, he was confident to give Jameis a little rest. Uh, they felt like maybe he'd be good to go. But now today you set out of practice. He and Mike Thomas both missed. Um, they were part of a group that was given the day off yesterday. But, you know, when you miss that Thursday practice, that's the major install of the week. That's when you're really fine-tuning the game plan. So do you think Jameis plays if he if he missed today? No, I don't think he plays. Uh, it's just too much to install. It's too much going on. You're already not in your element. You are out of the country. You know, it's just too much going on. I think they sit him out this week. It's probably for the best. I think that, you know, in hindsight, knowing what the limitations are with his back, um, you want to see him healthy more more so than anything else because that's been the unfortunate thing. We've not gotten to see healthy Jameis with healthy targets mm-hmm. except for that fourth quarter when he was already starting to get hurt. That's when he first started to get hurt in that fourth quarter against Atlanta. So, you know, we have not seen Jameis at his best. Um, do you think that if he does have to sit out a game or two for him, is that a good thing? I think that's a great thing for him uh, because he is going to be the quarterback. I don't think there ever be a quarterback controversy right now this early in the season with him missing one game. Uh, I'm, I'm Honestly, I'm actually kind of excited, not that he's not playing, but I'm excited to see what Andy Dalton is going to do. Uh, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm excited to see – what type of offensive game plan we're going to cater around his his attributes and things that he does well? Uh, so I'm excited to see what's going to happen with them, man. Uh, I'm not so I'm not so concerned about uh, that Winston is missing it. I mean, of course he's the number one quarterback, but I'm also excited to see what type of game plan they install for Dalton because the offense has been sluggish anyway. So let's see if Dalton can kind of give us a spark and see what happens. I mean, certainly it would change the game plan. Because there are things that you're not going to do with Andy Dalton that you do with James. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't have the big arm that Jameis has, so you're not going to try some of those type plays, maybe the deep shots in that way unless you've set them up at the middle of the field. You're not taking mm-hmm. them from your 25, you're taking them at the 45 or, you know, or, or deeper. Um, but certainly, you know, Andy Dalton being a veteran and you're not asking him, again, to win the game. You're asking him to utilize all the weapons that the Saints have around him. Exactly. And and I love the fact that Taysom Hill may come back into the picture when he comes to quarterback, because I always love Taysom Hill at that quarterback position, even though a lot of people didn't like him at playing the quarterback. But to me, he was always injured. 
you could never really see exactly how good he was, uh, even when it came to last year with the finger injury on his throwing hand. It's tough to throw with a with a messed up finger. Uh, then his foot was getting it was injured, you know. So you never really got a chance to see a healthy Taysom Hill at the quarterback position, which I love that quarterback. So hopefully they throw him back in the mix, give him give him a chance to run the ball at the quarterback, or even throw it, you know, run some naked plays where you give him an option to run a throw. So. I'm excited to see what type of offense we're going to run coming into this game. Yeah, I think you you have to give him those opportunities if you do get into the red zone um, to allow Taysom to to create something. And that, because, like you said, there's just no spark right now with the offense, and they need something to get guys going. Yes, you you have every reason to be excited about Chris Olave, who's played as well as any receiver in the league right now through three weeks. Mm-hmm. You say he's played as good as any receiver in the NFL. Um, you have reasons to be excited about – a number of things, but overall, you have no reason to be excited about this offense. And so I think, yeah, if you, if you put Taysom in there, especially when you're in this situation, like you said, you don't, it's a home game, but it's not really a home game. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you, they, it looks like they're going to be wearing the all black uniforms with the black helmets and everything. So, you know, that's going to probably get them a little amped up. It's the first time they've ever worn those. I think that, yeah, they need something for them to bring that energy, to bring something to just, fire you up knowing that you're the lead guy, knowing that Jameis is down. Yeah, we mm-hmm. let's take whatever spark we can get. Exactly. And you think about it, uh, Taysom Hill sparked just a little bit with Atlanta. He scored for Atlanta. That, that gave us a spark, but we haven't seen too much of him since. So, like, I'm just excited to see what Taysom Hill – I'm a Taysom Hill fan. Uh, I, I think you can probably tell that. But I love to see this guy play. Uh, I love to see him at the quarterback position as well, not just at the tight end position or the H-back, wherever they're going to put him at. But I like to see him at the quarterback position, not necessarily throwing the ball the entire time, but just he's so versatile. So him coming in the game, uh, I'm just excited to see what this guy's going to do. Uh, it's going to be a great experience over there in in London. I had a chance to play in London uh, when I played for, for when I played for New Orleans uh, back in oh was it oh eight or oh nine? It was oh eight back in oh eight. We I was going to ask you about the oh eight season yep. and and yep. Uh, that. I forgot that that was in that that y'all went overseas that year. I got a crazy story about that. Okay, go ahead. So when we, so when we was in, so for one, I had got released the week before going to London, and so I'm home back in North Carolina, and we play Carolina the week before we go to before we go to London. So when I'm in North Carolina, they call me like, "Okay, cop, meet us in Charlotte." <laughs> we gonna we gonna sign you back. So they, I signed back a week later in Charlotte. So I get to Charlotte. We leave we leave from the the Carolina Panther game and fly directly from Carolina to London on like a 10, 13 hour flight uh, to London. So we get there and we there all week. The food is different. Uh, nobody liked the food. I couldn't eat the food. The best food they had in London, and this is no disrespect to anybody from London. Let's listen to this was McDonald's. And I don't even eat McDonald's. <laughs> but McDonald's over there was so fresh. They are not known <laughs> not for their cuisine. I'm telling you. And and so we get to the game. We get to the game. And I wake up that morning. And they release me again in London. <laughs> I can't make it up. So I'm in London. I get released again in London, but it, because they needed an extra offensive lineman to come up, and I was that swing man. So I got released in London. So I'm in London just chilling, watching the game, not even on the, not even on the team. 
But that was a crazy. That was you a had to get your own flight back. I had an amazing time that weekend. Did you have to get your no, own no, flight no, back? Oh, okay. I was about to say that's cold. Bro. Back with the team. They, they, did you, you got to keep your hotel room. Yeah, everything, right. everything stayed the same, okay, but okay. I just wasn't officially on the roster. <laughs> so I'm just, I was so like, man, they... I didn't, yeah, so technically I didn't play in London, but I was in London. I practiced all week, but on game day, they released me again on game day. That Crazy. 2008 season is very, I mean, the start anyway, because that year y'all won the first game of the season, mm-hmm. lost two. And then things mm-hmm. kind of got going, and, and the team got mm-hmm. better as the year went on. Um, look, th- we know that there are some holes in this roster, and, mm-hmm. and we can get into that in a second. But overall, you know, I mean, you've been in this spot. One and two, there's a lot of season left. And, yes, mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this last time. You know, nobody has run away with the NFC. There's no team that you really fear out there. Everybody's got a problem. Everybody's got injuries. Everybody's got a disappointment at this phase. It just feels mm-hmm. like all the Saints need is something to get the ball going in a positive direction. Yeah, that's all. That's all. We just need one win. We need one win just to get us, like you say, going back in a positive direction, feeling good about ourselves again, uh, getting that confidence back. Coaches getting their confidence back, players getting their confidence back. Because at the end of the day, we got to realize these coaches put a lot of time and effort in game playing these other teams. And when they're not coming out successful, that could creep in the coach's mind as well. Like, dang, what are we doing wrong? Because that's the first thing a coach, good coaches do as well. They look at their self and see and evaluate their self. What are we doing? What are we doing? Are we putting our players in the right position to be successful? And then you look at the players. And, but Everybody holds themselves accountable. The players that look their self in the mirror, the coaches that look their self in the mirror and see, are we doing what we need to do? Not nobody else. Are we doing what we need to do to be successful for this team to be successful? You know, so I think everybody has looked themselves in the mirror uh, and point the finger at their self first before they start giving out uh, other criticisms to everybody else. And I think once we get that win, I think everybody needs that win just for the confidence booster. One person who has taken a lot of criticism on the coaching staff is Pete Carmichael, um, his play calling, the over-reliance on the passing game, the number of passing calls, not really giving, you know, folks have criticized not giving the running game a chance. Um, do you think that he tries to adjust again? Because I, I do think, and we've talked about this too, is the physicality is so important. If you're going to beat Minnesota, this is a hard week to travel, all those things, like you said already. You, mm-hmm. You're just going to have to rely essentially on your fundamentals, which is your blocking, your tackling, you know, the, the physical elements of the game. That's what you oh, that's the only thing you can count on. No, that's it. And I don't think uh, I don't think Coach Carmichael, I don't I don't think that he has to reinvent the wheel or anything like that. Because one thing about a game plan, like I just mentioned, coaches are up all day, all night. They get to facility about five o'clock in the morning. Sometimes they don't get home to 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Depends on what day it is, game planning. So whatever that game plan calls for, whatever he's watching on film that he can exploit, that's what he's going to do. You know, if it comes where we can throw the ball, we're going to throw it. If we can run the ball a little bit more, guess what? We're going to run it. So it, it all depends on what the game plan calls for. It's not necessarily, oh, we're going to go into, we're just going to run it, run it, run it, even when the run game may not be working, but we're just running it just to run it. We got to run it and be effective with it, not just to run it to say we're running the ball more than we pass. So if the game plan doesn't call for all that, then you got to do what the game plan calls for and the preparation that you put in. 
when you when you look at Minnesota defensively, they've given up a lot of yards. And in the last two weeks, they've given up a bunch of points. They've given up 24 points in back-to-back weeks. Detroit, um, obviously a very explosive team. They held Green Bay, who has struggled offensively this season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's And then they got routed um, in an, against uh, Philly, which we think is the best team in the NFC right now. Um, mm-hmm. So Minnesota's really in a similar situation to the Saints. They're 2-1, but you don't know who they are. They have not really performed really well. They're a team that's just as talented offensively, but could be without Dalvin Cook, who did not practice yesterday, and we'll see if he practices today. But they could also be without uh, one of their pass rushers, which is very important for them. They give up over 400 yards a game defensively. I think this is, again, for the Saints, you couldn't really ask offensively for a better opponent to try to finally find a rhythm against. Yes, uh, this this is the perfect team to play. But at the end of the day, they're still this team. These players are still on scholarship. All these guys are professional athletes. You know, we just have to go out there. It's not to me. It's not about the other team. Mm-hmm. It's never been about the other team. It's always been about us. The things that we're not doing well. You know, we're not picking the blitz up. We're not blocking up front well. You know, we're turning the ball over. It's it's all about us. If we can just stop destroying us. It's not about another team. I think we're right in the mix of it. Uh, Physicality-wise, on the defensive side of the ball, we should already expect they're going to try to run the ball down our throat. We should expect that because that's our MO right now. Teams are out-physicaling us up front, and that's what they're doing. You know, so we should expect that we're going to get a heavy dose of Devin Cook if he plays. If he doesn't play, whoever's backing up him is going to do the same thing. The game plan is not going to change because Cook is not in there because our MO is, you know, we can be out physical up front until we prove elsewise. Yeah, and, and I think this the, – the defense, has, to its credit, has been good as far as keeping people off the board. Mm-hmm. But they have allowed too many drives, you know, where it's been mm-hmm. the opponent has at least been able to change the field. And I think mm-hmm. that's a big part is when you know your offense is struggling, and you know this, is, is one of the things the defense can do to help you is shorten the field. you got to go to get points. And this team right now cannot go 80 yards consistently. They need right. the shorter field. And I think that's what you want to see the Saints do against Minnesota as well, is shorten the field for your offense. Turn those th- – get some three and outs early. You know, mm-hmm. make them the, the, the team only have to go 50 yards, 40 yards to get into scoring position rather than having to drive 80 every time. And I think that's going to be a big thing. And, and get a turnover or two. You got to get yes. something, just one or two. You know, that increases your chance of winning by so much. And the Saints are minus six this year in turnovers. And, yeah, the late ones haven't helped, but the Saints aren't getting it either. Right. And, and not only turnovers, this comes with the special teams play as well. Big returns on the, in special teams. Let's get some punt returns and big punt returns. Let's get some big kick returns to set up good field position. And even on kickoff, let's start pinning these guys back or on the punt team, pinning these guys back in the red zone or inside the 20 or inside the 10 to give them 90 yards they have to go. You know, so everything works hand in hand. To me, it's not just one aspect of the game. I feel like all three phases has a hand in everything when it comes to being successful and when it comes to being unsuccessful. Even with the field goal kicking, because both of these teams have struggled in the kicking game. Minnesota's missed three mm-hmm. kicks this year. Saints have missed three kicks this year. It's – it's. I mean, so – you, you look at it, too. Like you said, everything matters, particularly when the margin for error has been so thin. We're talking about three points every week. We one possession every week, essentially, except for the Tampa game. So, I mean, 
it's 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 every little thing. It, like you said, people want to pin it on a player. No, it's it's mm-hmm. everything. Everything. There's somebody everything. can do something better at every level of this defense and every level of this offense and on special teams. Yeah, and, and that includes coaching. That includes coaching as well. Uh, game planning, uh, having guys ready to play. It, everything is like I say. It's a this is the ultimate team sport. Uh, and that's why I love it because every guy, everybody has to be on one accord to make it work. So it's so hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to win. Uh, and then we're going up to to Wimbledon. Is it, or what state are we playing in London? Is it Wimbledon? Um, they're, they're playing Tottenham, Tottenham Stadium. The uh, other, not Wembley, the okay. other one, um, the Tottenham Stadium, I okay. think. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't really know what that stadium looks like or feels like when it comes to the ground surface. But I know when we went in 08, we played at, was it Wimbledon? It's called Wimbledon. Wimbley. Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Wimbley. The field was so slick, like you really probably had to wear your 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 screw in studs because it was just so slick. Like you easily slipping and falling, you know. So I don't know what the field's gonna be like up there, but it tends to be wet. Bad. I mean, it seems like year after yeah. year the London games tend to be either wet or you know just that, like you said, the field conditions because they don't grow the same grass. It's not the same, obviously, right. and I think the turf conditions they're used to soccer conditions and that's a different mm-hmm. pitch than, than you're dealing with football because of that heavy pushing you're doing on the mm-hmm. football field where it's a lot of light jogging in different places on a soccer field. So I think it's, yeah, I, that's, that's certainly a concern too. And that, that is also an incentive for teams to like Minnesota to want to run the ball and shorten the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that Minnesota hasn't done in the last couple of weeks, uh, Jefferson hasn't really done anything the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Uh, he's been silent since the first game of the season. First game of the season, he went for over 100 yards receiving. He hasn't broke 100 yards in the last two games. Uh, Shucks, one game, he, he was 50% on targets, you know, when he's not catching the ball as well either. You know, so uh, I don't think we're going to – well, I'm not going to say that because he's he's a dynamic receiver. But I think we can hold him in check, but we got to stop the run game first. That's the key to everything. We have to stop the run game we cannot let the team be two dimensional ones. They can run and throw it. We got to make them one dimensional, and we got to stop the running game. And get off the field on third downs. You know that that is so big for this team is getting off the field on those third downs and, and that tackling. You know that's been an issue for this team at times. Is that the initial guy has to wrap up, and, and that's mm-hmm. just and or or, you've, or other guys have to be faster to the ball and be more aware. Whatever it is, if it's an extra hour film study, whether it's whatever it is. You got to they've got to wrap people up and not allow these drives to go on. And the fact you said getting off the field on third down, the good thing about this, like we talked about earlier, this is the perfect team to play because the last two games that Minnesota has played, they've been averaging around my, my, what, 32% on third down. You know, so they're not playing that well either on third downs. You know, so teams are getting them off the field on third down. So hopefully we can continue to do the exact same thing. Yeah, I mean, they'd be one and two if it weren't for Detroit. I mean, they would have and lost two in a row if Detroit doesn't kind of give the game back to them. So it's mm-hmm. not like – I mean, there's not a lot of reason, I think, for Minnesota to feel extremely confident. I think, like you said, the pressure is on for them. They've got – Justin Jefferson is going to want the ball, and he's going to say, I mm-hmm. want it this week. You know, you don't want to hear about weather. Mm-hmm. You don't want to hear about who's covering him. He wants the ball this week. And so – and we also know, I think, that when you look at, you know, Minnesota's quarterback, you look at his, his history – this is a dude that chokes in big games. When it's time, when it's games that are on prime time or special games, playoffs, whatever, 
Kirk Cousins doesn't come up big. And I, so you can't rely on all those things, but you certainly you, re, you look at history and you say, if we do what we're supposed to do, it's likely that those pressures are going to impact people. That's true. And, and the crazy thing about everything is the same way that we are looking, when I say we the Saints, we're looking at Minnesota, that this is a game, we need this game to try to get back on track. Mm-hmm. Minnesota looking at us the exact same way, especially offensively. You know, this is a game that we can get our offense back on track. We can score some points. Uh, we can be physical up front. So they're feeling the exact same way that we're feeling about them when they're coming to play us because we have been struggling offensively. Uh, defensively, this is the way the defense feel like they probably can get back on track, especially with Winston being out. We don't know if he's out for sure. But if he is out, defense-wise, you know, they're licking their chops. Trust me, they're going to blitz us. Oh, they're going to yes. see what Dalton has. Can he pick up the blitz? Can, can he make the right adjustments with the line up front to put them in the right position to make these blocks? So they're going to blitz, and they're not going to let it just sit back there and let them pick them apart. They're going to bring the pressure. And, and yeah, we have to be concerned about the Saints line because, again, Ramchek did miss a day of practice. Andrews Pete did miss a day of practice. And this has been a line that has been inconsistent. And sometimes it's done its job. And it, the mm-hmm. sacks have been on James, but they've still allowed 11 sacks in three games. They've allowed a lot of hits. I would say probably three times as many hits as sacks because I think the last week against the Panthers, they gave up 19 hits, something like that on Jameis. Yeah. So it's it's, it's just it. it's a lot of hits. And uh, so this, this can't happen week in and week out. They just have to be better. And I think that, you know, you, you, that means a lot of probably dump downs to Alvin Kamara early, slow to rush maybe. Um, mm-hmm. but I think that's what the Saints try to do is get the ball out of his hands very quickly, get Dalton, just get rhythm throws, see it, throw it, let it go, um, and allow the, the line to feel some confidence and allow Alvin to touch try to get five, six guys the ball in the first two mm-hmm. drives, let as many people as possible. And, and I think Taysom is one of those people, too, who will get a touch early mm-hmm. on yep. a third down situation. I think they go to Taysom in the shotgun even. And say, just read it. If you see a run, take the run. If you have a throw, make the throw. Um, but the, I think they do some RPOs with, with him early on just to try to, to, like you said, to get the pace going, even if it's not no huddle constantly, you know, or speed mm-hmm. up no huddle. I think we might see just some no huddle. Get to the line, get some rhythm um, out of this team early. And that's a lot of shots that you're talking No wonder uh, Winston is hurt right now. That is a lot of shots for a quarterback. And the reason why those are big shots, because they're always in compromising positions, whether he gets hit in the back or whether he's getting hit while he's throwing it. He's never in a position. Quarterbacks are never in a position to protect themselves unless they just see the sack coming and they just ball up before they throw it or they see the sack coming. So him taking those type of hits, you know, in compromising positions, those hits are more effective than somebody just running the ball and getting hit because they see it coming. You know, so. I see why he's he's injured right now. I see why he's hurting, you know, because he's taking a lot of hits. And some of them on him. I mean, you know, he's got to take the blame for some of those. But no matter what, if you know that your quarterback is hurting, you, you've got to do whatever you can to protect. And and that's either that's – like you said, that, that doesn't necessarily put all that on the line either because we've had situations where the running backs have missed uh, picking up the blitz or and certainly fumbles don't help because they put you in more passing situations. Drop passes don't help because they put you in more. That means he's got to drop back another mm-hmm. time. Um, deficits don't help because that's more drop back. So, you know, it's a lot of factors that contribute to it. But the end of the day is they got to protect the quarterback. And they, that's a combination of people. But 
Dolph's got to figure it out. The Lions got to figure it out. Pete Carmichael got to figure it out. Yeah, to figure it out. I think we will. Uh, like I said, I still have high hopes for us, man. Uh, I think it's too early. Yeah, it's too early. It's too early. And I feel like this is the game that we get back on track. Uh, like, it's not going to be an easy game. We're going to have to take it to them. They're not going to lay down for us because they're, like I said earlier, they're feeling like, okay, they're licking their chops as well. This is a game that we can, you know, get things back on track for us, get things back rolling, uh, get our defense back on track because offensively they're going to be struggling, you know. So I think it's, it's going to be a good game, but I think we pulled this game out. I think we pull it out with, with the Taysom Hill. I'm a Taysom Hill guy. I mean, I think Taysom Hill, I think putting him at the quarterback position gives us a lot of different uh, things that we can use, whether it's in the past, because he still can throw the ball. He still can throw it. We can run it. Uh, I'm just a Taysom Hill guy. I, me, personally, I'm starting Taysom Hill, honestly. And over Dalton, I'm still starting Taysom Hill. So what do you think the score is? I'm, I'm thinking it's still it's an under 20 point game. I think it's, you know, yeah. Saints probably like 17, 13. Um, if they win this game, if, if that's what it would be like. Um, I don't see I don't see anybody getting into the mid 20s. No, I'm going 21, 17 Saints. We're going to see. They need this one. This is this, they need it. They need it. It's still not a must <laughs> win. You're still not out yeah. of it. But this this counts as a home game. You can't keep dropping home games. Like and that's and that's one, a big part of us too. And and one thing that we, we like to do in the NFL, when we play 16 games, we treated them as quarters. We broke we broke the season down in four quarters. And you always wanted to go three and one in each quarter. You know, three and one in each quarter, you're what, 12 and four? Yeah. To the playoffs. You know, but right now we could honestly we could honestly go one and three in the first quarter. And that now we're kind of digging ourselves out of a hole uh coming up. So we really want to get this win. Uh, put us one game under 500, and then the second quarter, you know, we can start building. But right now, we it's not a must win. But like you said, we need to win this game. Need it. We need, need it. Win. <laughs> yeah. Everybody <laughs> needs it. It'd be good to come back home. That's a long flight, bro, to come back from a loss. In what, 10 hours? Well, well I mean, you said it's 13, man. So. Yeah, was, so from Carolina to London, I think it was 10 hours. So I don't know how far it is from London to New Orleans. Because we flew from Carolina to New- to uh, London, so I don't know. I don't know. It's probably about 10, 13 hours. Probably about the same. Yeah, that's a that's a long that's a long flight if you if you're coming back unhappy. Yeah, we'll see. We're gonna be up early Sunday morning watching it. We'll be up early. So right. uh, until the next time. Uh, y'all know how to follow us. Check out the Believe in Saints podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and follow us on uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter as well. Uh, T Copper 10 and at DM Grub. So for Bet Online, this has been Believe in Saints. We'll talk to y'all soon. And uh, go Saints. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.